everyone. I'm Edie Schimmel, Marketing Director of National Braille Press. And once again, I'm joined by NBP's Editor and Programs Manager, Cassell Wilson, and special guest and award-winning writer, editor, and poet, Deborah Kendrick. In 1986, she launched a weekly column, Alive and Well, in the Cincinnati Inquirer, the first of its kind to focus on disability rights. The column ran for 30 years in a variety of newspapers and periodicals, including NBP's own SCW. Today, we're going to talk about navigating healthcare when all they see is that you can't. Kendrick's first book written for National Braille Press. Welcome to you both. To get started today, Deborah, why don't you walk us through navigating healthcare? I think where I'll, I'll begin first is that I've, I've been um, had the opportunity, I think because of COVID-19 more than anything else, to talk to a number of groups in Zoom meetings and teleconferences about navigating healthcare. And the reception has just been so wonderful. People are sending me such lovely messages about the book. So it, it feels so right when you want to do something so much and then it, the, the response is there. And so you, you know that you hit the mark. Every blind person that writes to me or interviews me has their own advocacy stories to tell, which almost makes me want to write, you know, navigating healthcare part two, <laughs> because there's so much more to say. Let's but, do it. Um, <laughs> but um, I did some thinking uh, one of, in one of these first or second book talks that I did about how did I come to write this? How, where, how did this come about? And so what I've been telling people, which I didn't know, you know, sometimes writers, we don't know what we think until we sit down to write about it and then we figure out what we really think about a thing. And so that's kind of how I dug into how did I, why did I want to write this book? When I was a child, I spent a fair amount of time in the hospital. My blindness is from a rare childhood cancer. And as a result, I spent a lot of time in the hospital with treatments, um, radiation and, and so forth. And it was a miserable place to be. When, when, when I was a kid, parents didn't get to stay overnight the way I stayed overnight with my children when they were hospitalized. So it was, it was scary. It was lonely. Um, and I had no power. Uh, big people hurt me <laughs> and, you know, held me down and put ether masks on my face. And, and it was just horrible. And I think that as an adult, as a patient or the caregiver of patients, when my children were growing up, um, I had a few more encounters with that powerlessness. And I began developing a, a set of strategies for for advocating for myself or for someone else. And of course, this whole picture of advocating for ourselves sort of pivots around blindness because when you're blind and you take a kid into a pediatrician's office or you take yourself into the emergency room, all they can see is that you're blind. It's, it's pretty universal. And, um, and the question of, I, I say in the book, how much can you see? is always there. So, so um, what I have done is broken it down into all of the, the 
kinds of medical scenarios that we'll find ourselves in from selecting a doctor, a primary care physician, to um, going to outpatient procedures, knowing when to call 911, how to handle um, other emergency situations being in the emergency room or the urgent care, um, how to be a patient if you're staying in a hospital or a short rehab, short-term rehab kind of place. And with each of these, I try to provide steps for preparing yourself because that's so key in advocating for ourselves in any situation. But in medical situations in particular, there's so much stress involved because somebody's sick and maybe that somebody is you and you've never quite been in this situation before. So you may not be at the top of your game in thinking and knowing what to say. So I talk a lot about coming up with sort of little elevator pitches about how to respond to that silly, how much can you see, even though you might be there because you just broke your arm, how much can you see gets into the conversation. So you need to dispense with it somehow. Um, And preparing in advance in terms of finding out where the nearest urgent care is and the nearest um, retail clinic and that sort of thing. And there's a, a chapter for I call it for blind parents and grandparents, although it's really relevant in any caregiving situation. If you're blind and you are accompanying your spouse, for example, or your friend or your neighbor or whatever. So how to handle those situations to stick close to the the person who's depending on you to sort of advocate for them. There are some links throughout places where you can get more information and there's there's a, a chapter that has some medical tools that might be useful for in terms of home care for uh, people who are blind or low vision. And it's a small book. That's one thing I say to people. It won't take you long to read it. So. <laughs> that comes from my, all my newspaper training. You know, you learn to, to make it make it fit. So I wrote lots of short pieces. I like, Deborah, how you present this topic of being in the healthcare environment and it, it almost this is almost like a, a preparedness manual um, thinking about situations envisioning scenarios in advance so that when you find yourself in these situations you've already thought through exactly how you're going to handle them and then of course you present this book as yourself as the patient in this situation or as the caregiver. So both of those scenarios, either you find yourself needing to advocate for yourself within these environments, or as you say, you come as the parent or the spouse or the the helpful neighbor uh, of another individual. So it's very well-rounded and very balanced in terms of, of helping the reader to think in advance about being in all these different scenarios. So you're not having to sort of figure out how to advocate on the fly. And that's a very effective aspect of this book, I I believe. You know, I I will say too, uh, Deborah, as the daughter of, of two blind parents, there were things in the book that, I mean, I just, I hadn't thought about in so long, just, you know, an instance when I, I was in the emergency room. I had mono and 
you know, what my, my mother was, was just struggling to get the doctors to, to send me to, well, I hadn't even gone to the emergency room and they insisted that it wasn't mono. I didn't need to go to the hospital, all this. And, and I remember these instances of her just having to fight harder for, for what we needed than it just, it seems like she should have. You know, I, I love the way that, that you write about the, the caregiver section. That is just so wonderful to hear that and to hear that. I mean, it sounds like it, it, it meshed with, with your experience. It meshed with, with what you remember. It did. And, you know, as an adult now and, and having a child and it's, it's, you know, it's just hard. I feel like it's hard for everyone to be heard, you know, when, when you're in the doctor's office and it's just, it's another one of those sort of like aha moments for me. Like, that was so, that must have been just so much harder. And it, you know, just makes me love them even more. <laughs> That's so, so powerful to think about when you create a work of art like a book. You, you don't even know what stories people will bring to it when they sit down and crack it open, their own personal experiences. And, and that's some of the power of, of in, creation. In talking to other blind people, that in many ways, that has been the most rewarding. I mean, this is certainly the first time that I've heard from an adult child of blind parents. That's so cool. But I've been mostly talking to um, to blind adults. And what's really fun is when somebody tells me a story that, well, there was one a week or two ago that somebody told me the story of finding out that she had a band on her wrist that said fall risk and how she went into the bathroom and used, you know, tons of soap and water to manage to loosen it and pull it off and throw it away. And, and I didn't, I didn't put this in the book, but I had a very similar experience where um, I guess, oh, because I had the experience after I wrote the book, it was in November when I was in that rehab facility for a week and a friend came to visit me and I said, Hey, why do they have three bands, three of these bracelets on my arm? And, and she, she looked at them and she said, well, you know, one's your regular, all your patient ID. And uh, one has your allergies to medications, And one says fall risk. And I said, which one? And she showed me and she said, I've got scissors. And I said, okay. <laughs> and we threw it away. That's great. <laughs> so, um, but, and, and there, there, there are things somewhat similar to that in the book where you you need to well I, I think I say more than once in the book you're in charge of you and that applies to all of us whether we're blind or not um, that I think it's been so much a part of our cultural understanding of medical professionals that we relinquish power we think of them as telling us what to do. And so even if someone in a medical situation tells you to do something that's really silly, um, like don't go to the bathroom by yourself, even though you're a grown up, or don't get um, take your clothes off by yourself, even though you're a grown up. Um, I don't think many people um, succumb to instructions that are that ridiculous, but 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 the the inclination is there to do as you're told because 
doctors know best and medical people have power. And so that's, that's really, I think, what, what the book is pretty much about is how to be in charge of you and, and get the best medical care that's possible. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a really great way to describe this book. I would encourage our readers to check out both of your books. Uh, they are very, very easy to read, user-friendly books. They're not super highly technical reference works. They really are human interest works. There's a lot in them to learn, but it's very easy to, to digest content. Uh, and I believe they're books that are relevant to anyone. Well, Cassell and Deborah, it was a pleasure to speak with you as always. Digital downloads of Navigating Healthcare are available for free, and the hard copy Braille version is $6 through August 31st. Visit nbp.org to place an order. You can also call us toll-free at 888-965-8965 or email us at orders at nbp.org. For the most up-to-date information on all things National Braille Press, head over to nbp.org and sign up for our e-news. Thanks for listening.